Today I'm walking the streets, the suburbia of London. Not the city of London, I think I'm just outside. That's a whole other story. I had no idea London had a city of London inside the city of London. Check that out. A lot of conspiracy theories there, which I'm not aware of, but I will have to review. Um, London is, uh, I think, the sixth most uh, expensive city of the world. I, I recently just saw a notice uh, for rent or lease on a three-bedroom apartment for almost a thousand pound. Um, that's to me, I mean, I don't, know, I don't know if that's a lot of money. I, it seems like a lot of money. That seems crazy. A thousand pound a week. Actually, I think it was like 995. But um, yeah, so yeah, no, number six, most expensive city in the world. Um, the most visited city in the world with something crazy like 16 million visitors per year. I'm just pulling that out of my butt, um, but I think I read that somewhere. So, welcome to the Paradise Paradox. My name is Aaron Battle. Um, today we've got a special episode for you, um, an exciting episode, an adventure episode. Um, Kurt and I are talking about um, our experience in the desert of uh, San Luis Potosi. Um, in this episode, we do take a little while to um to wind up but we talk about alien contact have you ever considered if there are other intelligence in this universe have you because in this episode although we were high on peyote and there's a lot of interesting and weird things happening um kurt made contact with somewhat of what he would consider um, alien intelligence or intelligence from another dimensional form. Um, I best leave it there and you check out the episode. So thank you to everyone that's donating. Thank you very much. Um, it all counts. It, it trickles in, but it's lovely. Thank you very much. To those that are interested in supporting the Paradise Paradox and receiving something, almost like a gift, it's like donating and receiving a gift, we are selling t-shirts on the Paradise Paradox website, www.theparadiseparadox.com, and you can check out the range of t-shirts by clicking on the tab, which will send you through the t-shirt store, and uh, you know we're talking about supporting real money, there it is, that's Kurt wearing the t-shirt, um, there's also... Um, one of one of my favorites i want disclosure so um there's the the ufo coming in on top of chitsa nitsa uh in a tie-dye design there's also normal plain colors as well but um i like the tie-dye one so i'm going to put them up um that's about it so this is uh how um kurt made contact we do go through a little bit of the, the background and we also set up a few of the ideas, so enjoy. Oh, oh, oh. Before we get into the show, sorry I should have said this earlier, um, if you're interested in show notes, there are show notes available at the website www.theparadiseparadox.com 
forward slash 118. That is 118. This is where you're going to find notes, uh, ideas explained, um, related episodes, and related websites. So check out the show notes, especially if we get a little crazy and you don't understand what we're talking about or you want a little more background. The show notes at www.theparadiseparadox.com forward slash 118. Let's get into it. down the fat rhymes that'll be easy beer i drink that (laughs) (laughs) i think uh, that's probably the best i'm gonna get as in like a rapping (laughs) career yeah um it's not that i'm not interested yeah it's just that i don't think i don't think my mind I, i need some serious training for my mind to work in that in that style like on yeah, the fly. That's that's right. I mean, it takes practice. If you want to get good at something, you need a lot of practice. That's how it goes. 10,000 hours, that's what they say. Um, I know we're recording, but I'm interested. Have you thought of how big 10,000 hours is? Like, is that, if you, would you make that an hour a day, five hours a week? Uh, let's see. If, we, if you do one hour a day, um, that would be, okay. But that, that's 10, just thousand divided by three hundred and sixty-five. That's twenty-seven years to get good. So really, you want to do like uh, say, okay, ten ten thousand. Um, say if you're doing t- two hours a day, that's that's about thirteen years to get good. Yeah. So that's a, that's about a yeah that's about a normal um, normal pace of mastery, I suppose. Yeah, sounds completely reasonable. Of course, there's some people that probably be natural. Yeah, yeah. So, but that's that's the thing as well because um, what some people will say that there's no greater uh, there's no greater obstacle to mastery than talent. So if you're if you're good at something, if you that is if you're decent at something, have a decent level of, of natural skill then maybe you're not going to push yourself. You're like, hey, you know, look at me. I'm the man. Look what I can do. Got Meanwhile, this, the, yeah. the, the kid in the corner who started off like a, like a scrawny little, little brat is, uh, is determined and he's got heart and Speaking he's going to outpace you within about less than two years if he, if he applies himself. Classic like compound activity. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, so, um, I mean, I don't... I, I can admit that I haven't applied myself to anything. Right. I feel a bit ashamed of myself. <laughs> but I don't think that's really true. <laughs> I mean, how many hours do we have recording this podcast? Well, we, have, we have at least, you know, uh, say say at least a hundred. Yeah, I would say we have maybe two hundred. Yeah, for all the for all the time that we that. All the all the times the episodes got fucked up and we never were able to release them. Uh, yeah, we had a few glitches where where <laughs> footage went 
went missing or things happened or audio didn't come out right or yeah. uh, or we or we just didn't upload it or we just chose not to yeah and but then we also have all the times that we uh that we talked like before we press play or before we press right. record in preparation yeah well that definitely counts as well yeah so maybe 200 hours yeah still a whole lot short from being 100 hours i think we'd spend more time talking shit beforehand (laughs) i'm not sure how much of that counts (laughs) but (laughs) 200 hours is that all well okay we've got a long way to go (laughs) for any good but you know the thing is it's it's uh it's it's related to a lot of skills that we've been uh using uh over you know over a longer period like back when we used to do direct sales I mean, we were practicing conversation. We were practicing relating to people, learning what people respond to. Yeah. Um, so um, it, go, it goes back a lot longer than you think. And yeah, that was a big that was a big learning curve because yeah because I mean you know for those that didn't know me prior to this adventure, I, which I would, adventure the paradise paradox the, the paradise paradox I would consider right. myself um, shy and even two years ago I look at myself like I was a kid. Really? Yeah. I mean, compared to compared to now. Now, uh, I remember turning up to Mexico. Totally off track, but I'm feeling what I'm saying, so let's just go for it. <laughs> sure. Um, I remember turning up to Mexico, and it was kind of, it was shocking for me to even barter at the market. Right. Like, I mean, not, not, like, not like shocking, like, oh, my gosh, who can, you know, it's, it's customer... Um, vendor here how can i say you know your your shit's too expensive <laughs> but um but then i'm watching joanna you know um 20 years old and she's like getting in their face going no way look at this look at this it's too expensive and it's got two marks in it no i'll pay you five pesos not 15 <laughs> and he's like all right give me five i was like Man, five pesos with a pencil with two marks on it get the fuck out of here yeah out of here um yeah <laughs> see but that that's kind of a big difference because i mean joanna she was bartering with her first two pesos that she earned from yep. helping grandma hang yep. clothes up on the line yep. where it was i was in uh, i was in bilo or woolies you know looking at the prices going how many lollies can i buy and unfortunately i can't buy the packet so hey benny you want to help me uh you want to split a bag of chips yeah you know, things like that. It was a totally different way of thinking. Um, but now, I, now I'm, I'm totally about bartering. <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's very different. It's very different. So, so, I mean, in that respect, it's only a small aspect. But I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm a big bigger. I'm, I'm a lot bigger as a person. Hmm. Um, doesn't, it doesn't sound like that like the bigger deal. But... Um, it kind of is. Isn't it? <laughs> I mean, you would have went through that a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still not great at it, and, and a lot of the time, the, um, they'll, they'll be like, "Oh, it's this much," and I'm like, "Okay, here you go." <laughs> and, uh, and then later, I'm like, "Oh, hang on, that was too much." <laughs> but, but then we get situations like, like when we went out the desert this last weekend, and um, I didn't realize. And, yeah, you know, it seems like years ago now. <laughs> I didn't realize that the other guys that came with us only paid 50 pesos, right. n- not 100. For the, um, for the desert taxi. For the desert taxi. I mean, we're talking about $6, okay? So the difference between like, I mean, Australian money might have been 650 Yeah. Right? Um, so, um, I mean, I, I really enjoyed the trip. The guy, I, I've, you know, he was, he was really cool. 
Uh, I could see he's got his kid and his family. I'm wondering how many trips does he do? Even if he did a trip a day, you know, he's still only can't guarantee there's six of us. Right. Um, so how much money is he really making? And yeah. you know, and I, I liked him. He's like, you know, he's he was cool. I'm gonna add him on Facebook at some point. Yeah. Should have already done it. Um, so for me, giving him an extra three bucks, Joanna's like, "What the hell are you doing? You're giving your money away." Like it's it's three bucks and I like the guy. Come yeah. on, yeah. It's like yeah. I, I'll show him a beer. Like no big deal. Everyone. Yeah, well, I, th- I thought he was going to charge me eighty, but then he's like, "Hang on, it's a, it's a, it's one hundred and fifty." I was I was like, "All right," uh, and I gave him two hundred anyway. Because <laughs> yeah, I like the guy. But you know, you were talking about doing business with this guy, and after that, I would I would be hesitant to do, to do. Yeah, I, I think he screwed himself <laughs> over. But he could he could still win me back because I gave him my hat and I love that hat. <laughs> <laughs> I gave him that hat under the condition, uh, well, with the conditions that um, where I bought that hat was around the corner from my cousin's house, hmm. and it's a market. I'm pretty sure I saw them with like another four or five of those hats. Ah. So um, <laughs> that market is tomorrow morning. I'm supposed to be back in Mexico City tomorrow. I don't yeah, think so. I'm you'll never see another Santa Verde hat. <sighs> Santa Verde. Yeah, I bought it for fifty pesos as well. So it, was like, <laughs> it cost me three dollars um, Australian. And um, I saw more of them, so I'm pretty going to go back and see the the other guy that's selling the hats and get another one anyway. Hmm. But the thing is with this dude that, um, that did, he did, he did kind of screw himself over a little bit by, by flogging us for an extra five, six bucks. Yeah. Um, he said he's going to paint. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Or well, maybe because he said he's going to paint what I had on my hat. So check out the peyote photos because I was wearing that hat, hmm. uh, of, um, of Malverde. El, uh, the the saint of the the narcos green saint yeah yeah the marijuana saint all over like all, his whole front bonnet he's got he's got a big old truck a sixty six model one fifty so that's a big bonnet a lot of paint work there so hopefully those extra dollars go towards painting that on the front of his bonnet and if I go back and see this bonnet all glossed up with a big malverde because he can. Mm. Um, yeah, I'll probably let him get away with it. <laughs> because he, I don't think he yeah. believes we're yeah. coming back. <laughs> so, you know, why, why not sting these guys for an extra few dollars? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So, okay. So, get, getting, getting back to the desert, I wanted to tell a little bit of my, my uh, exciting adventure with some... Uh, with some foreign entities. So first, I, w- I want to give a, a, a little disclaimer and say, um, you know, a lot of people are going to listen to this and say, well, Kurt's gone off the edge or something like that. And they think maybe I've pushed my brain a little too far and, and uh, the, the fuse is snapped. So, uh, you know, I want to say, like, um, when you have an experience like this, yeah, I mean, it's at the time, of course, it seemed real. Um, but of course I was on a a very powerful hallucinogenic substance. So who is to say what's real and what's not? Um, but nevertheless, it's interesting to consider. So in, in some sense it's, well, it's, it's like when you listen to some of those, uh, Terrence McKenna talks and he says, so this is what the, this is what the the machine elves told me. Um, (laughs) it's, um, maybe it's real, maybe it's not. I'm going to tell it like a science fiction story. So who who the fuck knows? Who knows anything? 
yeah. right? So, it's a bit, let's let's have have a good time talking about fun ideas because it is fun. It's 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 enjoyable. So, yeah, it's it's better than it's better than your your Hollywood entertainment because that's all bullshit. The, um, <laughs> the moon landing was bullshit. Right. And and I saw Kurt before and after. So I can vouch for him, man. It was a, it was a heavy experience. Kurt was um, conscious enough during the experience to, to tell me, um, this is what happened. And I'm questioning going, Kurt, are you okay? Like this is pretty, pretty heavy. But, um, but he, you did have some, uh, some empathy for how people were going to receive what you're saying on yeah. the other side. So, I mean, you, you're aware of how crazy this is going to sound. Yes. So uh, I vouch for you. <laughs> you vouch that the story is crazy. <laughs> me. If I need to vouch for you, you are in big trouble because a lot of people need to vouch for me. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> okay. Um, there was something else I wanted to say, but yeah, that, that's, that's basically it. Oh, yeah. With Terrence McKenna. Yeah. He, he talks about psilocybin. Yeah. This was like um, peyote is like a mescaline. Right. So totally different different things i i expected to to see to see more like i expected more visual i don't know we, we saw a lot didn't we yeah but not like um, yeah it, it wasn't like um it wasn't like a dream like like we had a, a vision exactly yeah. uh it it was like being there and, and seeing this this other layer on top of reality yes that's, that's um, a good way of putting it like yeah like I, I look at it maybe um, there, there are things that exist in this reality, but our perception can't, uh, can't identify what they are. So um, with the help of this peyote and the, uh, the darkness of the shadows, mm. you, you could begin to see like your eyes could jump through uh, you know, this level of reality. There was like the, the re- two realities came close enough that you could see something in the shadows it was yeah. like superimposing a photo with another film on top. It was like two photos came through on the one on the one film. It's kind of like that, right? I yeah, feel like. superimposing a, a photo with the with the an infrared photo of the same thing, something like that. Yeah. So cool. I, I still don't know exactly where to begin this story. Again, it seems like every every time I started, I begin it at a, at a different point. Um, so uh, let's see. So. <laughs> Let's 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 try it this way. So, this story, from one perspective, actually starts a, a long time ago. So, uh, this this story maybe actually starts fifteen years ago. Um, not that I ever took um, pe- peyote fifteen years ago, but I had a very um, uh, a, ver- a very uh, strange experience about fifteen years ago um, that. Um, Eventually, I was uh, diagnosed by a psychiatrist uh, with psychosis, and I still don't think that that uh, diagnosis was entirely accurate. Um, and I don't think uh, I think uh, psychology and psychiatry are still uh, very much in their infancy. So I don't think they necessarily have have a, a full vision of what's going on within within the brain and within the mind. Um, and of course. More recently, I mean, you can read articles talking about the the shamanistic view of of uh, mental illness, and it, it's this very different 
view um, compared to the, the view from psychiatry. Like, it's it's like people need perhaps a kind of, of a more more feminine or softer support um, and, and some guidance um, when it comes to to psychotic breaks or something like that. But they don't necessarily need a bunch of drugs jammed into them. Whereas if you have a, a, a psychotic experience or, or a, an experience where you you become deluded or something like that, in a Western culture, like in the in the UK, in the US, in Australia, they're going to try to pump you with drugs. Uh, and I, I'm I'm no you know I'm no psychiatrist. I'm not I'm not trained in that area. But I, I don't think that's quite right. Or that is to say, I think there are better ways of dealing with it. Now. Um, the 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 funny thing was i started um around that time it was it was like i suddenly de- developed certain abilities now if you can watch my hands right here um can you aaron could you describe what is happening with my hands well it's like you're playing the uh the piano however the piano is like the the labyrinth here it's like it's up down okay, upside like down three dimensional piano it's yeah, not just in a out. plane yeah, because, okay, when you do this, um, yeah. are your individual, I mean, I know you're kind of letting go and letting your hands fall into like a natural state. Yes. Something which um, in one of the audios we recorded, you, you described as like a, a pre-programmed uh, natural state of your hands once you, once you let them flow. That's, uh, that's not exactly what I said. I, okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, I am, it's, it's like say, for example, like automatic writing. It's like I'm letting my hands do what they want to do. Um, so not like I'm controlling my hands. Now, if, if you watch the movements, you can see it's not just like a kind of a random neurons firing like or synapses firing like, a, like an epileptic fit or something like that. Uh, it's, it, it seems to be that there's some kind of order to the movements. It seems like they, they're kind of guided, like they have there's, there's, there's something behind them. Yeah. Some maybe some intelligence. Um, now that's that's very unusual. So that's that first started to happen to me when I was seventeen, and and later I I I I went with those movements and I adapted them. I I I, um, I, I learnt or I developed this this kind of dance, like a like a sort of liquid dancing, um, based around those movements. Yeah, and. So that's that's another thing, and um, other other things happen. Like um, suddenly, my my ability to draw increased about tenfold, um, and I, I also experienced a kind of um, psychic empathy. So so if someone um, in the in in the room with me um, had a very strong emotion. Um, Sometimes I would be overcome by the same emotion. So if someone in the room was was nervous, I would feel nervous, and I, I, it was very confusing for me because I wouldn't know, I wouldn't always know why it was happening, or even who was who else was experienced that that emotion. Um, yeah, ju- just regarding that, because I, I know that I mean I'm going to say that I suffer from that as well, and it, it, it's, it's a, it is overwhelming because all of a sudden it's like one minute I'm feeling good. Now all of a sudden I'm hanging out with people and I'm feeling like I'm uncomfortable. And you, uh, you do kind of take it. I mean, uh, take it as your own. You do kind of absorb yes. it and you go, well, "Why? Why am I feeling nervous? Nothing yes. happened." Um, so you kind of decipher that. I think um, I I also have some level of, of empathy as well. Maybe not to the level 
you describe. You, you seem to describe it a whole lot more vivid than, than I do. So I'm assuming most people have a level a level of, of empathy. Yes. But yes. What, what makes this different? Well, I think I think there's this this difference between. So, for example, um, uh, I think in, in in neuroscience they can describe how the mirror neurons function. So, when you, for example, if you see someone. Um, you're watching like stack videos where people are falling off skateboards and you see the guy fall off the skateboard and he, and he slams right down onto the bar and hits his nuts and you're like, oh, and you grab your own, you go, your hands yeah. go for your own nuts because you feel it, because you've seen someone experience that emotion uh, and, and so your natural inclination is, is, is to feel empathy towards them. Um, but I, I think this is a, a slightly different thing, or it's a related thing in a, in a slightly different um, medium, perhaps. So I think um, I, I think it's yes, kind of um, like psychic empathy or, or or telepathy, if you would, like distant feeling, um, which is what telepathy literally means. Um, so. Uh, for example, even say, let's say going going back maybe eight years, I remember I was at a I was at a festival and suddenly I I noticed that that I could feel someone's eyes on me very intently and it was like a woman was looking at my body and analyzing my my uh, posture uh, like as if she was she was checking me out. But this is how a when when a woman checks a guy out. She wants to um, she wants to look at his uh, at his behavior. So it's not just enough that I, if I have a, an attractive face or something like that. She wants to look at and his behavior and the posture, the body language is the important part of that. But it's it's like she she might have been using her her mirror neurons to to examine my body language and feel what I was feeling to 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 see if I was um, a cool guy. But at the same time, I was feeling her doing that to me. I was observing the observer. So, but, but not by looking at it. You could you could no, feel it. Like no, you, you were, there, I, yeah, you were I present could feel it. in her presence. Yes. Okay. Yes. So that's an example. But you know, I mean, this is <laughs> like I said, that was going to get whacked out. But <laughs> no, this is great, a, man. That's a I start. love this stuff. That's a start, and you know, we haven't even a, got there yet. No, that's that's just the beginning. Are you going for beer? Do we need another hit? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I said I can't have this guy going dry on me. <laughs> okay. Um, so, so what what has all that got to do with where we're going? Like with your experience experience in the desert. Okay. Well, um, let's see. Well, let's let's try to take it piece by piece. So. Uh, let's see. Well, uh, an analogy I like to bring in is is about a meteor crashing to Earth. So the meteoroid comes down, becomes a meteorite, crashes to Earth it's in the middle of the desert, um, leaves this big impact. And of course, the the point where the the meteoroid hits the Earth is uh, the point of the most intense energy. But that's not where its effects end. It's it's not it, the the effects don't end right there. Actually, the effects extend out, perhaps for kilometers. Uh, so, uh, and at the 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 edge of the um, at the edge of the crater, there's a lip, 
where the the um, the dirt is pushed right up, so it's pushed up higher than the, the surrounding plain, um, and, and even beyond that, there's dust which which scatters beyond the crater. Um, so that's that's uh, this this example of um, how things in space, powerful events in space, intense events in space can affect the surrounding space. Now, what this is about is how events in time, intense events in time, can affect um, events in other times. Yeah. Yeah. So I also bring in the, this, this analogy about, about flat land. Um, have, did you ever watch the movie or did you read the book? Um, I, I watched segments, but that movie goes forever. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and it just it looks like <laughs> probably better to read the book. Yeah, um, I mean, because I mean, if you the book, out, the book's only like a hundred pages. It's, a, it's I, I worth would, a look. Yeah, I wouldn't um, recommend watching the whole movie. It's like <laughs> I, it's, I like that movie though. I, yeah, worth at least one watch. Yeah, it was, it was cool. But okay, so so Flatland is this this story about a about a lawyer who lives in a two dimensional world. But um, again, again, this slightly different um, analogy relating to that. So, say uh, you're a two-dimensional being. Uh, you live on a t- on a two-dimensional planet, so you live on this circle. Now, on on both sides, you that is to the east and to the west. You know your only sides. Um, there's there are two monoliths um, extending out of the Earth, and they're so large that you that you can't go across them. So if there if there are things on the other side of the planet, I mean you just can't reach them. It's uh, it's it's impossible. They may as well say they may as well not exist. And um, but um, a three dimensional being comes down and it's like, yeah, what's up? Um, and of course, for him, it's easy to to just go around to just cross to the other side of the planet uh, as if there's nothing there. And for you, you're like, what the fuck just happened here? This mo- this motherfucker just like blinks in and out of existence, it goes is- to the other side of the planet, comes back. Like it's nothing. Like like there wasn't even anything there. Yeah, he disappeared, reappeared, went that way, popped up over here. Yeah. Like you just what the hell is <laughs> I don't know, I can't as a two D point of view, yeah. you're tripped out. Yeah. You're, you're seeing behavior that's never that you've never experienced before and that you've never couldn't even fathom that anyone could do in your plane. Yes. Exactly. Yes. And for you what what is done is is appeared to be impossible now um let's see so let's let's skip forward to to that night so yeah in the in in the previous episodes um yeah in the in the previous episode i mentioned how um uh the sun was going down and i started to see the shadows being being cast by the trees and uh i so i could still see the 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 land perfectly um, aside from the shadows, but in the shadows, I was seeing like spirits stretching out uh, across the, the land. And I said, uh, "There's a lot of spirits out here." And uh, a little voice in my head said, "Yeah, and if you t- keep doing peyote, you're going to see some of them. You're going to meet some of them." And so I did. Um, <laughs> yes, peyote diaries episode one, audio only. I might throw some pictures in. 
Um, audio, audio. What do you mean audio? We, well, we, we did because we, we oh, okay. Because you can hear that. What you're saying is we can we can listen to the footage from the night where I described that. Yeah, well, it's not can, going to. We reviewed it yesterday. Yesterday, <laughs> we're not going to make it into episodes. We're just going to upload it for people to yeah, tune into. The raw so, um, if you want to hear that, that's going to be in the the first one. Yeah. I got a little list here of audio recordings. Um, what the hell does the spirit look like? Other than, I mean, because I've heard you say many times, shadows, you see shadows. I saw them. I know what they look like, but I want to hear what you think they look like so that we can kind of give an idea to anyone listening. Okay. Um, well, uh, so to, I think, let's see. So they kind of look like that vague figures. And I think to, to some extent when when I, for, for me, when I um, see a spirit, I, it's more about how I how I feel it rather than um, seeing it. So I, I, can, I can sense it, and, and sometimes I have impressions about, about uh, visual aspects, but, but normally it's, it's more about this, um, this, this other sense impression or the sen- sense of uh, um, dimensionality, how, how big it is, that sort of thing. Sort of like maybe when you're drifting off to sleep and, and you see something, but well continue. Well, I think it's I think I think it's kind of a normal thing that sometimes occasionally you might see something and for a moment it, it looks like something else, but you know you still know what you're looking at. Because I was thinking how do I how do I describe what I'm looking at? Because I never actually saw like a hologram of of a like an Indian figure walk up to me and, and say anything in my face like, you know, look at what you're looking at because you're looking and talking to me. There was nothing like that. Yeah. It it was just like like the way you look at a at a cactus that's now all blacked out because there's no light mm. or any plant. And yeah, you know, I can make that out to be a figure of something and then at that instant there's like there's an idea in your mind where that looks like these this group of cactuses look like this serpent the size of a, a car in front of me. Um, and then it's like, okay, that's, that's my mind telling me that there's like a serpent here. But like where did that idea of that, this, this arrangement of cactuses look like a serpent? Um, that, that's all well and good. But then there's a, there's a strong feeling of a presence of an actual serpent in front of right. you. And then, and then you, you kind of blink in and it's like, I'm still looking at cactuses, but damn, that looked like a serpent a second ago. <laughs> but without that feeling, it's just me thinking I want to see something. Mm. It's like that feeling that's telling me what I just saw was what I just saw. Mm. That's kind of the difference that, that I experienced. Um, because you, you blink. Even when I'm looking at the stars, it's like, yeah, you know, there's a lot more stars than normal. That's cool. Yeah, the stars are becoming figures. Yeah, like you know, this is kind of like a cool. thing. That's fucking awesome, man. Um, <laughs> it was it was awesome to see the stars again. Like I haven't seen the stars like that for maybe ten years, or I haven't looked at because you know I mean, I've living never in city. seen the stars like that ever well, yeah. in my in my in my well, life. Well, like like that, but I mean, just <laughs> not because of the peyote, but because how they you know we were out. Um, 
uh, out far from the city where there's no there's there's very few lights. There, there's a trailer that you showed me when we got back of a, of an yep. indie film um, yep. that we we can't access. Um, but <laughs> yeah. there's it's like a, there's a scene of a few seconds that it shows the stars time lapsed going over behind a cactus. Yeah, that is exactly what we saw. Yeah, the film is called Tao, uh, T A U, with yep. an accent on the on the A and. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping I can, I can uh, interview um, the producer of that film. It's actually apparently based on on the story or inspired by by the story of the, these two cousins, um, who one of which is a friend of a friend of mine, um, and they they went out to the desert and took peyote, and afterwards they're like, hmm, we're going to do something with this and, and they made that film and apparently there's some some elements about extraterrestrials in there as well cool mm. so pretty interesting so <laughs> yeah so yeah well for me going out there like we we said we said in the in the other episode about how we, how uh when we walked out like i i described it as like um within the circle was like we're in the conscious mind, and then when you step out of the stone circle, uh, you you start to enter the unconscious mind, and other things are, are going on there. So there's like all of uh, who knows. I mean, all of the all of the spirits, maybe all of your personal demons are just out there in the desert. And I would see things. So of course, like you're describing, like you, you look at a cactus, and and maybe it looks like a uh, looks like a king sitting on a throne or something like that. Um, and you get the you also like you were saying you get the feeling that actually the um it's not just that it happens to look like that it's actually that there's something there and so that became very difficult like when trying to take a pee um cuz like where do I go cuz I don't want to piss on these people uh, <laughs> you're not going to piss in someone's boot yeah yeah and but then also in my peripheral vision like on my right on my left, there's like, there's like, while I'm while I'm standing out there, there's like a dude um, looking at something else in the distance, and maybe coming over and turning to me. Of course, when I when I turn around to look, it's like there's there's nothing there, but there was something there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, see, I'm starting to think what made the 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 inner circle or the the circle around the tree with the fireplace mm. so calm was because what is out in the desert that's happy, that, that's, you know, in, in a way, happy to present itself to you. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, they even say that about the, about the peyote itself. I remember being good 10 meters behind uh, you, Mikey, Joanna, that were charging through the desert looking for peyotes. And I was finding peyotes behind or within, you know, in the, around the scrub of trees that mm-hmm. I know someone's already been here to look, but for some reason I saw it and other people didn't. <laughs> and and I, I get this idea, like the peyote wants, uh, chooses who can find, who uh, it chooses to present itself. It's like it's, and it sounds really dumb, but it's like, um, you know, you, you everyone has a personal experience. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you're in the, we call it the house, or within inside the, the stone circle around the fireplace, everyone's kind of, uh, checking everybody else. It's like, yeah, I, I'm looking at a fire. Someone else is looking at a fire. And the reality of four people looking at the same fire means that it becomes a, a sum of the, the four perceptions. But when you go out and you're the only one looking at one thing, that becomes something personal for you. Mm. Um, and then uh, and then when, you know, when I walk up 
beside you and say, hey, Kurt, what's going on? Or when, you know, when Mikey came over to me and said, hey, Aaron, you know, what are you looking at? Hmm. It kind of becomes what it should be again. Like, you know, my perception right. of what right. I was looking at kind of dissolves into, yeah, I'm just looking at, I'm just looking at stars. It's so like that, that thing was just for you. Yes. Yeah. Personal yep. vision. Yep. Yep. So let's see. So I, I, I remember I, w- I went out there and I was like, um, I guess uh, I was I was straying further and further from the fire. I might have been about about twenty meters from the fire, um, and uh, I was I was starting to 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 get this idea like, well, okay, so I can see these the, these spirits in my periphery vision and these these uh, kings sitting on thrones, these fallen soldiers, and all what's the, this or these impressions or these these things around me, um, but. It, it still kind of seems kind of seems like it's just something that when I'm looking at when I when I drift off to sleep, um, and uh, I I started to say, well, look, I, I don't just want visual effects. I want actual. I want something meaningful. I want I want to really not just see something but experience something. Um, and around that time, um, like suddenly I, I I heard you saying something like. Um, where's Kurt or Kurt's, Kurt's out there or, or something like that. Kurt's off doing something weird. I don't know what it was. <laughs> but, uh, and so I called out, hey, I'm okay. Um, and I, I, I came back and, and walked towards you and you came out and, and, uh, and, <laughs> and then we had a, a conversation which you can listen to on that audio footage on, on that night where it, I guess I, it, it seems like I'm a little disorientated or a little unsure of what to say uh yeah that's recording number four okay <laughs> uh yeah yeah you, yep. you you were i mean it's not okay what i noticed as a, as a friend of yours yeah it, it was very unlike you <laughs> you know you you seem to always find a way to pick out what i'm saying and go okay i hear what you're saying but that doesn't make sense, Aaron. What are you trying to say? Um, I felt like I felt like I went the other way around this time because I mean, even in the recording, it's like it's like you know you're looking at me and you got big eyes and you're uh, you're like you're shaking your head like uh, like like honestly, sorry, man, I didn't hear a word you said. Yeah, and, and we're basically shoulder to shoulder, and I'm like, yeah, that's that's cool, man. You know, just just enjoying this, and, and I didn't know what was going on either. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like everyone's got their own trip going on. Um, and I know we keep saying this, like everyone's living their own experience. But, uh, I mean, I've got friends that are commenting on a few photos now saying, you know, so so what what the hell is peyote? And I was like, that's like a hallucinogenic, right? Like, yeah, we're going to have a go over fun. This You went out and had some fun desert drug and, you know, you get to see a whole lot of visuals. And it's like, yeah, that's true. Fun, but fun isn't exactly the right word. <laughs> but it's like it's like getting thrown a mixed bag of party mix lollies, and you, there's a whole mix of emotions. There's a whole mix of like flashing things. There, yeah. you know, things that shouldn't be moving are moving on, like moving now. Um, stars are showing you interest in behavior. All that, all that's going on. Mm. Um, and and you were like. Uh, this is the impression I get. Yeah. Show me more. Uh, I'm willing. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was my thing. So I, so we were, yeah, we were standing there and I said to you, look, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Aaron, I can't have, I can't continue this conversation. I need to, I'm, I'm going to go out into the desert again for about, for approximately 10 minutes. Um, and I said, 
uh, I can't really tell you why, or maybe I can, I don't know, but in any case, I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, so you said, okay, I'll go, I'll go off as well. So, um, yeah, I, I went off and, uh, um, I, I started heading off down the, the, the track. So the, the like dirt road that's there. Um, and, uh, I started saying uh, to myself, communicate, communication, communicate, communicate. And, then suddenly I, I decided to turn about 100, 100 degrees to my left and there were these three lights uh, in the distance and they could have been uh, the lights from houses in the distance. Um, and I'm, I'm looking at these three lights. I'm like, okay, three lights. And then uh, um, uh, my, my eyes started going out of focus and and you know when you when you start to cross your eyes you get like double vision or, or things start to to cross over in your vision um and two of the lights were were moving and then i i looked at the third light it was still there in exactly the same spot and these t these two lights had completely crossed over and and were uh had swapped positions and so the, th the third light was still exactly where it was um there was another light um to, to further to my left, uh, which was still in the, the exact same position. And I thought, okay, uh, that wasn't just my eyes going out of focus. Um, that wasn't just going cross-eyed. Uh, this is actually something different. And this is actually something very fucking weird. <laughs> uh, and so I stood there for a moment, moment I'm like, uh, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and at this point, you're like, Aaron, Aaron, look that way. Do you see those? You see those <laughs> well, lights? that was uh, that that was later when I tried yeah. to explain it to you. This yeah. is when you came back. Yes, yes, um, but but at that moment, um, what what happened was, I, yeah, I, I get this realization that something unusual was going on, and um, these these three lights were out there, and um, what happened with the lights um they had this um each of the lights um let's see this is it's hard hard to phrase precisely but relative to each of the lights appeared an, a, a set of secondary lights and just for an instant so so each of the lights had a secondary light um in the same position relative to the primary lights um but just for a moment and what my, my interpretation at that moment was, um, so, for example, if you, if you have um, uh, this, this European is out in the desert in the Americas and in the distance he, he sees smoke and then he looks a little closer and he realizes this smoke actually, it's not just natural plumes of smoke, this smoke actually has a pattern. Uh, this smoke is actually a conscious design of, of some intelligence. And so this was what I, I was seeing. I was seeing these, these lights, which were the, the product of, of an intelligence, um, at least according to my interpretation. So then, um, yeah, basically it's, it's like these, uh, something was trying to communicate with me. So, you know, they, they say this classic example, like um, humans sending out radio signals, um, 
is is like uh, an Indian on on the hill sending out smoke signals and expecting a response. Well, you're not you're not going to get a response, but at least you're gonna you're gonna send up the flag. Like people are going to notice that some something is is going on if they're looking. Um, and uh, providing they have the, the 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 appropriate technology to or or sensors to absorb that information, so um, it seemed that these these beings, you know, humans like to manipulate radio signals and electricity, um, but these beings um, decided to or had the capability to manipulate light, uh, and so looking at the looking at these lights. Um, these lights are kind of saying, well, I didn't really know at that stage, um, but I, I guess from the beginning they're saying something like hello, and, and you know they're trying to to develop these perhaps more complex signals to to establish some some kind of communication, but um, uh, I wasn't wasn't really able to interpret it, and it became more difficult as well because at certain times I would start to 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 drift off to sleep and I, I started to dream but then the lights would like shake in front of my face and they're, they're like whoa and they're, they're like hey attention or they're like no that's not it you you, you didn't get it um let's let's try that again uh, and so I said oh, well sorry um let, let's let's try that again what were you saying <laughs> sorry man I'm just losing my shit out here and it's cold and there's noises all around me and I don't know what the hell's going on. I don't even know if I'm supposed to be looking at these lights. <laughs> Something like that. Oh, was that? Uh, well, I knew I was. I, I knew I was supposed to be looking at them because it's like looking, uh, making eye contact with someone when when you're having a conversation. Something, <laughs> something similar to that. So, uh, at, at that point, I don't think we actually had uh, a. a, a we, we couldn't communicate that well. Um, but at least um, by, by the time that, that conversation finished, I, I said, uh, well, th- it's, it's a pleasure to meet you. Um, thank you very much for, for the opportunity to have this conversation. Though, unfortunately, I don't know if, if any of the information that I gave you um, was was useful in any way, or, or if we, you know, really got to the got to the heart of what this communication is about. And they they said, uh, "You tried," <laughs> and that means something. That means a lot. Uh, and at that moment, I could feel their gratitude, which is interesting because I have to wonder. Um, gratitude is supposed to be this this human thing. Uh, this thing perhaps that that only exists on earth but here i was feeling this picking up on this this um this emotion from what appeared to be um an extraterrestrial or even interdimensional being um and uh so i i had to think about that later and say well, what is, I mean, what is gratitude? Is gratitude actually something so essential, some, something so natural and, and so all-permeating that actually uh, gratitude exists in, in aliens from, from who knows where or from, from, from a completely different universe or so, some, something else? Um, 
And what does that say about <laughs> about the kind of um, universe that that we live in? I, I think it, it it might well say something beautiful. There is a lot of information explaining the 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 power of energy regarding love, gratitude, uh, being thankful for everything. Mm. Uh, maybe it is a universal understanding, mm. uh, you know, um, in different dimensions. I mean, mm. in the in the previous app, you mentioned how does how does an alien, uh, you know, in three D, know how to communicate uh, walls and um, literal up and down or third dimensional. Right. Uh, well, I get. Levels. Yeah. I, get, I mean, I get into that in a, in a moment too. So, so maybe maybe gratitude and love something that that does exist amongst you know four, five, six, twelve dimension. Yes, yes. Well, I I had this uh, this little Facebook status that I wrote, and I I wrote um, God is this. Let's see, natural law is something that comes from God. So like like gravity or like, like justice or karma, um, natural law is, is something that comes from God. God is not bound by natural law, but I mean, God can create anything it wants, but God cannot create something which is not in its nature. That's what you call free won't, I suppose, or it's actually, it's something slightly different. Um, you, you can't, create something which on some level isn't an expression of yourself that's that's impossible yeah so uh if if god creates a universe then it has to have something of itself uh and maybe gratitude is is uh this you know this thing that cut that gets to the right down to the bone marrow of it gotcha Hmm. i'm gonna jump a little bit um because it, it occurred to me that uh, I don't know how long ago, six months ago, yeah, uh, we we went on, a, on an ayahuasca adventure. Yep, back in November. Yeah, yep. So eight months. Yeah, um, and and with that, there was uh, there was a distinct feeling that something uh, inside all of us has has completely changed. We woke up that morning like somebody, uh, something bigger than human experience, something that connects maybe all of us has this love for us and yes. and literally pulled that down our throat. Yeah. Like we were full of of love. Everything and you know it's like a common it's a common theme that I that I talk about as in I feel like my my dial of available love and available love to exert upon others and anything has been turned up a few notches. Mm-hmm. Um could you say that anything anything's happened after peyote? Because I mean, it's only been a handful of days, um, but I'm, I'm still trying to work out. Um, and maybe it's a little bit early, but I'm trying to work out what um, what happened. Like, what do you feel that the experience has uh, has changed within you that allows you to create something in your own perception that's different? Or, or maybe you need to tell the story before before you can go into that. Uh. Yeah, I well, I don't think there's any any one thing, but I, I guess yeah, just uh, just allow me to to uh, express the, the the little things, the little insights that I gain from it because that 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 might answer your question. I mean that that's that's one of them. I mean that 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 thought about gratitude. Yeah. Um, um, 
but I, I mean, this wasn't like, I mean, this, this journey was, was spiritual in some aspect, but it definitely wasn't spiritual in, in, in terms of the way an Adyawaska trip or the, the, the experience of unconditional love is, is spiritual. And I do remember actually at the, at the start of the night, I was like, I had this kind of, um, uh, it, it was like this little choose your own adventure thing came up in my mind, like, which choice do you want? Good, bad, neutral. And I think neutral was where the, where the thing landed. So it wasn't like, it wasn't like I was going to ex- experience d- divinity or experience hell. Um, but what I was going to experience was, was this, this other truth, um, a more technical truth, perhaps, about, about the way things work around here. Yeah, no, I, I, that makes sense to me because yeah, I didn't have, I didn't wake up the next day with this emotion. Like I, I won like ayahuasca, you wake up and you got a plaque saying, you know, you, you won two points of, of love. Um, yeah. And now get to work. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> now put it. Yeah. The, no, this was like, get out there and do it, make it real. Yeah. This was like uh, a different type of scout patch. This, this was like, yeah, you, you survived. Um, but I mean, of course, of course you were going to survive. So, I mean, that, that's, that almost sounds silly when I say that. Well, it, it might not necessarily. I mean, if, <laughs> I mean, it, during, if, I, if I go back a couple hours in the yeah. night, it was like, um, because sometimes you look back at the fire and just forget where the fireplace was. And mm. because you're, you're spending the whole time looking up, you, mm. you wonder like, which, which way am I walking? And you spin around a couple of times, you know, you wouldn't, if the fireplace wasn't there, you wouldn't know which way to walk back. You kind of, you're out there lost. Yeah. Um, but I woke up in the morning saying, and I felt like I had um, acknowledged that I am personally much bigger than this body or this experience. Mm. If I want to be like the, that my perception, I'm going to, I'm going to keep saying, I'm going to keep calling it that. My perception mm. was able to move, to move stars. Mm. Um, if I wanted to, like when I was looking up at the sky, sometimes I was like, uh, you know, the stars are beautiful, amazing, so many more stars than I ever wanted to see. But I felt like I could zoom into sections of the space mm. and, and go, okay, these, that star, it's funny that you pick out a star and you go, that star means something to me. Maybe you don't say that, but for some reason you're looking at that star when there's right. millions of stars to look at and you go, I like, there's a feeling of, I like that star. Mm. And then that star smiles back at you. Mm. That that's something that that's, that's kind of, um, it, it's more than, it's more than an experience. It's a, it's an emotional, um, grant to say, maybe I'm part of that star. Mm. Maybe that something has a significance with me. Mm. Um, and I think that that's what I achieved, um, in the trip in the, well, I mean, in the visit to, um, to peyote consciousness journey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, so the, the, yeah, so they said to me, um, that's, um, yeah, that matters. That matters that you, that you tried. Um, seems like such a simple thing, but you know, imagine if, if there were, um, imagine, I, I don't think this is exactly the case according to my trip, but imagine if there was someone out there um, for years 
or hundreds of years or thousands of years and they're just kind of throwing out this fishing line to see what was up in the universe um uh, try, trying to trying to make contact and then and then one day there's just a little tug some someone grabs a hold of it and says hey actually i'm down here <laughs> and you know you 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 tried so long um to reach out to somebody and and there it is um as as if it had always been there. <laughs> you make it sound so simple, so like insignificant. But I I know you're the only one that had that experience. Mm. I mean, we, we all had a special experience, but I think you were the only one that that experienced. Um, I, I mean, we, we say something like you know an attempt of communication. Yeah, but. I mean, even just seeing something that I know is not there, but I'm indulging in the the idea that is there is some level of of communication, Um, something that's there the whole time that allows you to see it because you're the one looking is some level of communication. But what what you experience... like, like, you mean like tapping into your subconscious mind or something like that? Well, or maybe even letting go of your subconscious mind a little bit so you can uh, absorb something that's, that's there, has been there, uh, maybe like the, this hook you're talking about, but but you felt it a lot harder than than anyone else there. We all woke up like like wow, that was that was a good time, a good experience. But you said something happened. Yeah, that's the difference. Okay, so that was the first part of a two-part episode uh, where we where Kurt gets in contact with aliens and I'm trying to make the most of how that how that all came about so um, I know we're just getting to the good stuff now um, if you want to see if you want to keep watching episode 2 which will be out in a couple days um, in the show notes of that if it's already up which it might be by the time you see this would be um, found at the website www.theparadiseparadox.com um, for the show notes for this episode that's Episode 118, www.theparadiseparadox.com forward slash 118. Thanks for tuning in. We love your company. Um, All the best. Nothing but peace, love, and enjoy what this is. (laughs) 